welcome back, D2 sports fans. It's another episode of the D2 Nation podcast. I am your host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me, as always, is the great Bethany Bowman. This is our first February podcast. Welcome back, Bethany. Thanks for having me back. Wow, crazy. It's already February. I know. We're flying through these episodes. For me, the past weekend was a fun one because I got to go sit at some baseball fields. As you know, baseball is my favorite sport. Um, I watched the opening day over at North Georgia as the Nighthawks played Lee. Um, I was treated to two very good baseball teams. I expect both to be making some noise down the road, but we need to focus our attention because it's almost March. And that means basketball is on the mind. Yep, it sure is. We are getting to crunch time. There's just one undefeated team remaining in D2 men's basketball. And most teams have very few games left to improve those postseason resumes. One team that is on absolute fire as of late is the Flagler Saints. Joining us today is one of the top scorers in D2 men's basketball, Flagler's own Jay Ziklotti and head coach Chad Warner. Welcome to the nation, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're excited you're here. We want, there's so much to talk about with, with this program. Um, Jay, so you're a little different story. We, we have a lot of like D2 student athletes from start to finish here, but you're a transfer, right? You came in from D1. You were at Arkansas, Little Rock. You, you actually had a nice little 2019-20 season going. You're playing more than 20 minutes a game. Let's talk a little bit about what brought you to D2 and then Flagler specifically. Um, so, you know, my journey at Little Rock was a, it was a different one than most people would say. Um, I got there my freshman year, and I loved the coach. I loved the atmosphere. But after my freshman year, my coach got fired. So a new guy came in. Um, second year, I broke my hand. I was playing with a broke hand all year. So I didn't have the season that I quite wanted to have. Um, so that's why I decided to come back the third year. And the third year, me and the coach, we just, did, we just didn't get along. Um, and my Second year there, my roommate, his name was Demir. He had transferred to Flagler. So I had always known about Flagler because he would always come and talk to me. And I would even talk to Coach Coach Warner a little bit and Coach Sellen a little bit. Um, so then after my third year at Little Rock, I was looking to transfer. And most people don't know this, but I had committed to uh, Denver University. And I told all the schools, you know, I'm going to Denver. It's close to home. You know, I'm going to play home. And then like two months, I would say, before school, uh, he called me, the head coach, and was like, I don't have a scholarship for you anymore. So I was, I was out of luck. And so I called, or I texted my roommate, and I was like, hey, you think Flagler would take me? He was like, here's my coach's number, hit him up. So I hit Coach Warner up. Um, and I remember they had just got done playing uh, pickup. And he was like, you know, we have a Zoom call tonight, but if you're serious, like, we, we have one scholarship, and we would love to take you. And so that's how I came to Flagler. Coach, uh, on a scale of the best decisions in your career, what's this one rank? <laughs> it, it, it's maybe number one. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it really it did work out for us uh, really well. Um, when we recruited Demir, I flew in to see Demir, and I can I do remember um, I knew they were roommates, and you know that kind of thing. Demir is like, oh, my roommate, he, he may not like it, and this and that. And I said, well. We'll see if he does, you know, whatever, but never, you just don't really think about that. And so obviously we knew Jacek was a good player. And I do remember um, checking my phone. I think we had someone in on a visit. I can't quite remember. I just remember getting my phone and checking it. And then our assistant checked it too. And I said, you're not going to believe uh, coach selling. I said, I said, you're not going to believe it. I just got a text from. And he said, is it Jacek? He just texted me. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so, um, 
And what's funny is when we did the Zoom, Coach Sellen had um, had gotten COVID, and this was early in it, and no one knew what was going on. And and I feel bad, you know. He he's laid up at home, and I'm like, hey, we got a Zoom tonight, and he, he tells a story now. He's like, it's the he says quotes the only time in my in my career I've been mad at you, which is not true. I'm sure he's been mad at me more, but he was really upset because I was just like, I didn't. I mean, I just didn't understand how sick he was, but you know, I had tunnel vision and we had a great zoom call that night. And, um, you know, I knew Jasek, uh, I knew he was a good basketball player, but what I told him and he, he can attest to this, I said, listen, you know, we're, we're, we're coming off the one of the better years we've ever had in this program. We have a point guard that played 38 minutes a game last year. You're going to have to come in and earn your minutes. I said, you know, but what you can bring to the table immediately is your leadership. And I, I did know he had, just sort of a charisma about him. And I just trusted his leadership and, and had talked to it. Um, you know, Demir loved him. And, and Demir was a character young man, like having a kid in our program who knew him well that I could trust helped a lot because, you know, when you're recruiting to me that the talent, you know, you, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't, but you cannot miss on the character. And so it was great having someone that I knew and trusted. And I was like, Demir, is this a no brainer for us? as far as what we want. He's like, coach, I promise you, you're going to love this kid. And Jasek has exceeded that and more. Jasek, let's look back at the Saints program before you got there. They finished 2019 with an eight and 20 record. The 2020 season was a little improved, but there was still a 14 and 15 team. Then you arrive and boom, the team goes 18 and three wins its first Peach Belt Conference tournament, not only reaches its first Elite Eight, but wins a game in Evansville. Same coach, a lot of different personnel. So what do you think was the big difference? Um, I honestly think just all the players that he brought in. Uh, one thing that I, I can say like wholeheartedly is like these are the best coaches I've ever had. Um, you're not going to find a lot of, not just the head coach, but the assistants as well. They give everything they have to this program. Um, and coach brought in a lot of good players. Um, and like he said, not only were they good players, but they were good people. And I think in order to have a successful team, you have to have great culture. Um, and that's something that coach really pride, prides himself on is like he wants the culture to be the best it can be. Um, and so, you know, we are a tight group of guys. We're like a big band of brothers. Um, and I think that's to coaches, all coaches doing just because, you know, like he said, he recruits good players, but even better people. Um, so I think that's the key to what happened last year and a little bit of what's happening this year. And coach, really the same same question to you. What differences uh, do you see? I mean, were you able to, to kind of, you know, you, you have such a dynamic player here and, and you brought in all the other pieces. Were you able to create like new offenses and just really, really get the most out of uh, out of the players that you were bringing in? You know, I mean, we really were not doing anything different than we were doing in year one and two. We just, we happened to take over a situation you know, where I think there have been one winning season in 12 years. And, and so we knew, and it was similar to the first program that we took over. They'd have one winning season in 20 years. It just takes time if you're going to, you know, and everybody talks about the right way. I don't know what the right way, like everyone does things differently. We just, both places that we've taken over, we did not get rid of any players in year one. I mean, we, we want, you know, we're going to come in and sell family and relationship and, everyone's going to get an opportunity. And so we feel like if we're going to do that, we sort of need to honor what's there. Well, that in some ways sets your program back a year because 
I mean, you're, you're playing with the hand that you're dealt. So then year two, you start getting, you know, we, we changed personnel. Some graduated, you bring in some young players and we knew we had gotten better in year two. And then that third year, you know, we did take a big jump. It's the first time we'd ever had a winning seat, winning record in the Peach Belt. But the, the fourth year, which was last year, we, we, you know, there's no secret to it. You have to get better players. We did. But Jayzik, uh, you know, accelerated that and then some, not just because he's a good player. I mean, he is a great player. He, he obviously is. And, I mean, when we were recruiting him, I told him, I said, Jayzik, I probably have more belief in your ability than you do. But uh, where Jayzik has really made us better, he, he is a better teammate and leader than he is player. And that says a lot because he's an unbelievable player. And so – I think all of a sudden we had a guy who was dynamic and could do so much. But what Jayzik, when Jayzik is at his best, he he has the unique ability to make everyone else better. And that's cliche and that's thrown around. But I mean, I've, I've been a head coach 13 years and been a college coach for 20 years. I can count on one hand the number of players that truly lead exceptionally and make players better. Like it's a really rare thing. And I said this last year, and it, it, it's true again this year, I've never been on a team that so willingly defers to their leader, meaning, you know, there's there's no – there's zero ego on – I mean, they want Jason taking big shots. He wants a big shot, but, but our guys are – now, they'll take big ones if the moment is given to them, but they have absolutely no problem turning and looking to him. And, and again, I've done it a long time. That That's rare, you know, and I think it's, but I think that points to what kind of teammate he is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, I want, and let's talk a little bit about the character. Um, you know, you keep talking about the players and the teammates. Uh, Jason, to you, um, you know, expectations obviously were different this year than they were last year. Right. And then you come out and kind of a slow start. I think it was one and two start. And I think you're 17 and one since, Right. What is that? We're, we're talking about the character. What does that tell you, not only about your leadership, but the character of this team that it didn't seem like there was ever a panic button? And then to have those teammates that you could trust from last year on your side. Um, so this year was uh, a bit different than last year, just because we we had some we had new players. But last year we had all new players. So coach could teach us, you know, everything at once. This year we had a lot of new players that didn't know it. So, you know. We never really panicked because we knew what we were capable of. We knew in practices time or when we were practicing, we knew that we were going to compete um, in a lot of games. But early on, it was just rough because we didn't have that chemistry yet. You know, we weren't gelling like like we, we are now. Um, and so, you know, just back in the locker room, we were talking about we can't we can't panic right now. Um, there's two things that we have to do. One thing is we can't compare this team to last year. This is a whole new year. This isn't the same team as last year. And two, we have to come together and we have to build this chemistry. You know, we can't get on each other. We can't get frustrated, even though we're losing to teams we're not supposed to be losing to. You know, and those are great teams. Don't take that win away from them. But our main focus was just, you know, get better every day. Um, and a saying that we go by now that Coach is really um, prominent on is uh, uh, predominant on is, you know, what what is going to make the boat go faster? Everything we do in our day, if, if it's not helping make, make the boat go faster, then don't do it. Um, and so that's one thing that we pride ourselves on is just trying to get better every day, whether that's a little bit or a lot, you know, and that's why earlier today I said, you know, we got better today. <laughs> For sure. For two years, you've been one of the most prolific scorers in Division Two. Last year, you finished seventh in D2 with 24.4 points per game. And this year, you're in the top 15, scoring 21.9 points per game. 
We also lead the team in assists and are second in rebounding. What is the Jasic Lottie style play and what has transformed you into this elite sport? Honestly, what has transformed me is just the confidence that my coach gives me, um, the confidence that my teammates give me. I couldn't score. I couldn't be the player I am without them. Um, I think confidence is a huge part of the game because if you don't have a coach that wants to see you get better or wants to see you every day, then it's going to be hard. I mean, so I'm, I'm really thankful for them because they give me a lot of confidence. You know, even when I'm not making shots, like, my teammates, Jay, shoot that. Like, we want you to do that. Um, and so I think that's a, a huge part of it. And then secondly, I just think my ability um, to get downhill. Um, coach always talks to me like he I'm at my best when I'm getting downhill because um, I'll either create for myself or I'll create for my other teammates. Um, and I'm not really big. Like, I don't go out every game and say, you know, I'm going to score 20 points tonight. You know, I just tell myself I got to do whatever I have to do to help my team win. Um, so if I see a man open, I'm going to make that extra pass. Or if I see a shot, I'm going to shoot it, you know. And that just comes along with my teammates believing in me to shoot it and to make the right play. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Now, one thing, and again, but this, this is going back to kind of in on this question, is we talk about the character. Just talking to you, Jason, I mean, you could tell that you have a great head on your shoulders. You made headlines. We could talk all day, Bethany, about what he can do with a basketball. But this past week, you made headlines doing something simply remarkable as a human being, not a player, right? Um, if I read it correctly, you were going, it was going to be your 40th straight start, but you deferred. You had another reason. You didn't want to start the game, and it was because of freshman Jack's buck night. It was a very emotional night, I'm sure, for, for you and the team. And first, let, let's start with you. Jason, tell us the story behind it, why you didn't start. So after our game against Clayton State at their place, Jack's uncle came up to me. He said, you know, I just want to let you know, because the joke on the team is Jax is my son. Like, I call him my son. <laughs> um, and so he came up to me. He said, I know you and Jax are close. I just want to let you know his father's uh, death anniversary is coming up, and I want you to, you know, be there for him. So I was like, yeah, I got you. You know, that's my guy. Um, and so the day of the game, um, I wake up and I see Jack's post. I, I was kind of expecting a post or something. And I po he posted on a story about his dad. And I was just sitting there thinking like, man, like, I can't imagine what it would be like to lose my father because my father is my biggest role model. He's pushed me to be, become the man I am, the person I am and, and the player I am. And so I was thinking, you know, how, how can I find a way to help Jack's and his family get through this? And I knew we were playing in a place that was close to his home. So he would have a lot of fan and support there. And so, you know, I told myself, and I said, you know what, I'm going to ask coach. I want, I want him to start. So walking in the film, no, it was walking in the eat right before film. I texted coach and I said, hey, coach, can you do me a favor? He said, what's that? And I said, you might not like it. And he said, I'm all ears. And I said, can you start Jack's ahead of me? Like, I don't want to start tonight. And he was like, yeah, um, if Jack's is okay with that, he was like, like, what's your reason? And I said, because... I know if my dad died on that day, I would want to start. I would want to, to do something for him to, you know, it's bigger than basketball. And a conversation me and Jax had a while ago was he was telling me, like, he's never really been a bench player. Like, he, he wasn't saying that, having a problem with it. He was just saying that in the sense of he's never really been in a situation where there was better players on the team than him. And so just thinking about that, you know, in my mind, that was the first time he was not going to be playing on that day because all the other times he's the star of his team. He's a great player. and He's playing on the day on that day. 
And so I didn't want him to miss a day. I didn't want him there to be on that day. I didn't want him not to play. I didn't want him, you know. And so I texted coach and coach was like, you know, talk to Jax. If he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. I would love to do that. And that's how it happened. So coach, you have your star player text you this and, and contact you this. And, you know, not even gameplay strategy. I'm not talking about that. Just what goes through your head about the character. You've already talked about it, but just what goes through your head immediately when you hear him making this pitch for the reason that he's doing it. We had film at 11 or 1130. I can't remember. And, and we did. I mean, I, I was going to address with the team, you know, just that, hey, this is a three-year anniversary of Jax's father dying. And um, we, you know, so we were planning on talking about it. I can't remember if I texted Jayzik or he texted me saying, hey, make sure you take care of Jax today. And then that's when he says, hey, I got something you're not, I got, I got something you may not like. And honestly, what he said, I was like, hey, if Jax is good with this, I'm great with it. I just want to make sure Jax was comfortable. It wasn't something that embarrassed him. And so then we we talked about it as a team, and it was pretty, it was emotional. I mean, you know, it was an emotional moment, not talking about starting, but just talking about being a team and being there for Jax. Um, but I, I really wasn't, I mean, it was a big game, obviously, and, but I just wasn't worried because we, we say all the time, I think the strength of our team is our team. And I think it's that anyone's willing to do what we need to do to be successful. And um, I wasn't, you know, I just didn't really care what the implications were on the game because I just believe, again, this wasn't, I, I didn't come up with this. I mean, this was Jasic driven. This was player driven. And again, not to get Jasic a big head, but I, I think people need to understand in a 24 hour span, uh, our team chaplain's son started his first game as a seventh grader. Jasic sends him a video text. I didn't find out about that from Jasic. Our chaplain tells me the same day that we're talking about with Jax was my daughter's 16th birthday. I'm not on Instagram, but Jasic is. My wife had posted a picture. Jasic texted me that morning, hey, can I get Allie's number to wish her happy birthday? I mean, that's three things in 24 hours that you just don't have a lot of, not only do you have not a lot of college age people, but just a lot of, I mean, there's just not a lot of people that think that outward about others. And um, so I wasn't surprised by it. I was just thankful. And I was just like, man, this this is great. And you know, the biggest thing that I wanted was what Jason wanted is Jax to know that he was loved and that he had a place that was safe and it was okay to hurt. Um, and life is broken. And part of what is great about a team sport when it functions properly is that you can be broken with each other. And so really that was the truth of the matter is we actually ran the first play for Jax. Um, I mean, Jax is a good basketball player. He's just on a team with five seniors. Um, and, but you know, like it wasn't like we were putting me in there. I mean, this, this kid can play. And, uh, you know, so I was, and, and it was neat. I mean, Jax did, he had about 10 people there and family was there and they were sitting right behind the bench. And it was just something that, you know, it was, it was, but it, it wasn't, I mean, it's just not premeditated. It's not phony. Like it's just who Jax is. It's who Jasic is. And I hope it's who as a collective team we're trying to be. I mean, I say all the time, like, we're not perfect. These guys are not perfect. Their coach certainly isn't, but they're good guys and they try to do things. They try to do what we ask. And um, as a coach, you're just thankful for that, you know, and uh, not much more I can really articulate than that. So, Jasic, 
we you talked about how it happened but why like why do you put such been such an emphasis on you know trying to make someone else's day better your coach talked about not only that situation but just texting his daughter a simple thing or um texting the chaplain's son like why do you focus on that so much I mean the cliche the cliche thing would be to say like that's how I was raised but ultimately you know in my mind how I think is like you never know what someone's going through um, you never know how they're feeling. You never know what emotions they hold. And so, you know, being kind is is the easiest thing we can do in life. Um, and so just to think about others, I'm always thinking about, you know, how can I make their day better? Like my goal every day is to make at least one person smile, at least one person's day better, because whether that's talking to them, you know, giving them a thumbs up, saying good job or my teammates, you know, something so little can change someone's life. Um, and I've been through that, you know, high school, I've had a lot of people, you know, some other stuff that we that I want to get into just always coming to me and so just in my mind I'm always thinking like hey man like someone may be going through and you don't know so always do what's right and my coach always says if I'm saying it right he says we're all doing the right thing all the time what what do you say coach (laughs) do the next right thing I don't know (laughs) Yeah, yeah he always says something like that but I just, you know, my mom always says I wear my heart on my sleeve and that's that's just who I am. And I have I have a brand that I've made, it's BU, and that's that's what I want everyone to be is just always be themselves no matter the circumstance, no matter who's around, no matter who's watching. If you're always yourself, then you're you know, you're winning in life. Well, you're succeeding today because I feel better just talking to you. I know. I definitely have a smile on my face listening to your story and to your team. So you're succeeding in in your goal for the day. I can tell you that. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. We always ask, you know, what makes D2 so special? But uh, I think the story with uh, your teammate Jackson and all the other things you do kind of show that in the best way possible. But why is D2 special? Um, I think at any level, D1, D2, D3, NAI, I think it's so special because, you know, you get to compete with people who are, are more than friends, you know, like these are my brothers. These are people that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And so I think just competing at any level is so special because you get to commit yourself to something that's bigger than yourself. And ultimately at the end of the day, you know, being a part of the team is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life, whether it's this team, Little Rocks team, my AAU team, just having those people I can always count on, you know, that's something that's I hold special to my heart. And I know coach does too. Well, coach, what's so, what's so special about being a D2 coach? I mean, we can ask the same question to you, really. You know, I think, I mean, the one thing I was sort of thinking about earlier tonight, like here we are, you know, we play on the road Wednesday um, at Georgia Southwestern. It's a pretty long trip. Then we turn around and go to Aiken on Saturday, and we're in the middle of this grind, and we're having a great year. And, but you have a lot of logistics and things to work out. You know, we're not hopping on a charter plane we got a charter bus but you know and and having to figure out how we're going to travel how do we you know what gives us the best chance to win what gives these guys the best chance to succeed in the classroom how can we make it work financially those are just things that maybe are a little bit easier to navigate at a higher level um, with maybe a bigger bigger resources and, and things like that just allow you to problem solve at a different level and uh, I think the thing that I appreciate, you know, like we're going to practice in the morning, get on the bus and go spend time in the hotel. And 
and again, I've, I've, I've coached at every single level except junior college. But I've coached high school, NAIA, D2, D3, D1. The, the amount of time that I get with our players is is special. Um, and it's something that, that I love. I love that my family gets to be a part of it. Um, I just think it provides a little bit more of an opportunity and atmosphere um, for us to truly sort of ingratiate, ingratiate our lives into all um, everything that they do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our own Bethany Bowman was a, a D2 student athlete. So she always shares that common bond when we, when we get to interview, um, you know, and, and she always says the same, you know, it's always the same thing. And it's just great to hear it from, from other people, but that was the easy part of the show. Just so you guys know, because now comes the D2 nation hot seat. This is where we put you They're They're really quick, rapid questions, but we're going to just have a little bit of fun and close out the show and get to know you for, for our listeners. So, uh, Bethany, let's get them started. Yep, I'll get it started. We'll start easy. Who's your favorite basketball team and player? Jayzik, you go first. No, I like the Denver Nuggets because that's where I'm from. Um, and my favorite basketball player is uh, Jamal Crawford. He's not in the league right now, but that's my guy, my favorite basketball player. Nice, nice. Coach, are you going to age yourself here? Yeah, Flagler Saints is my favorite basketball team. And Jack Warner, my almost 12-year-old son, is hands down my favorite basketball player. That best, One of the best answers we've ever had right there. Uh, okay, they get a little harder here. What's the best, Jacek, we'll start with you again. Best sports movie of all time? Loving basketball, easy. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> Coach, how about you? Not in your head. Hoosiers, not even close. I love it. I love it. That, that, I mean, you're a basketball coach. You don't have a choice answering it that no. way. <laughs> so I'm going to switch this up a little bit for each of you. But to start out, Jayzik, what is in your headphones pregame? Talking about like artist? Yeah. Uh, or a song or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, it's crazy. I always listen to the same songs at the same moments. So um, I start off with Polo G and then I go to Gunna. Um, and then after Gunna, I just freestyle, just play whatever. But Polo G and Gunna, those are my go-to. Okay, Coach. So um, if you had the choice and you weren't trying to, like, please the guys and you could play some music over the speaker at practice, what would you be playing? Polo G and Gunna. Jayzik's <laughs> <laughs> hey, laughing because every day something's playing. I'm like, hey, who is this? And they always lie to me. They never give me a straight answer about who's playing, so I don't know. I'm pretty easy with music. As long as it's upbeat and gets us going in the right direction, I don't care what it is. Uh, just bring some energy. That's all I care about. I love it. I love it. Um, coach, we'll start with you on this one, but the same question for you both. If you, Well, it will be coach and player. If you weren't a basketball coach, uh, what career would you be doing? Uh I, something I would want to be doing something where I was involved in a, in a team, something that involved, you know, where I could sort of use whatever skill set I've been given, but something where is interactive with a lot of other people. And, and Jason, if, if it wasn't for basketball, what would you be pursuing right now? Um, I would be pursuing something that um, to help kids. Uh, I really love kids. I love being around kids. They give me energy. Um, so something just to help kids. Yeah, you are definitely a future coach of something. I, there, there's no doubt in my mind the way that you want to help others and and with your skill set and knowledge, uh, you're definitely a coach somewhere down the road. Well, right. Hopefully, I'll be working for Coach Warner one day. 
I would love what, it. What is your major? Business marketing. Okay. Well, next question. What is one food that you can't live without? Me or Jay's? Um, we'll go with you first, Coach. Sour gummy bears. <laughs> nice. I love those. <laughs> I'm going to say steak. I love steak. steak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so last question, and you made it through. If you could have the superpower of flying or being invisible, Jasek, we'll go to you. Which one would you choose? Flying. I'll fly. Then you can go anywhere, anytime you want. Yeah. Coach, how about you? Invisible. I'd be the greatest recruiter ever. I would know every button to push. I would know what other people were thinking. I'd have every game plan, hands down, invisible. <laughs> great answer that is a great answer jason mentioned having a brand is there like t-shirts anything of anything that we can put a plug in with this because you know now with the in a in li things um yeah. you know i don't think we have to worry about that anymore oh, so go can, for it. can people get some merch or anything like that yeah i actually have some uh merchandise dropping very soon but the website is be the best you dot store okay. there you be go dot store yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. I love it. There, there's your business marketing right there. <laughs> I feel like we've been building the Jasic brand for about the past 25 minutes. Especially when he said he just wants to do something to help children. My goodness. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I like to, you know, I actually got to coach um, some of the girls that, uh, that like come and support us every day. So I love, I love helping kids. He did. Awesome. He, it's all legit. It's who he is. And, and the BU shirts that, he's you know that he sells online they're great they I mean it's, it's a great logo and a lot of people around town have bought them and uh I, I actually have one too i was one of the first ones to get it i didn't have to pay for mine though <laughs> vip style that's right that's right well look we thank you so this was seriously one uh you know just a great story it was so great to have you both on and we thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time i know like you said you got a game to prep for on wednesday so um Again, thank you so much, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and thank you for all y'all do. I mean, you're working. You burn the candle at both ends, and, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I really appreciate the work y'all put out to get these guys recognition. So thank you both very much. We, we love it, and thank you for noticing, and, and, and we appreciate that. But remember, D2 Nation, before we go, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere you want to listen or watch a podcast. Give us a follow, go to our Twitter page, and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation.